Smells Jesus-y. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. We are the aroma of Christ. God has spoken in many ways. But now Welcome to Smells Jesus-y, a podcast from Three Crosses Church. Today, we're starting our series, Following and Sharing the Way of Jesus. In this episode, Matt Waldron is speaking to us from Matthew chapter 10, verses 1 to 23. Freely you have received, freely give. Here's Matt. Why does following the way of Jesus require sharing the way of Jesus? Why do Jesus' instructions for life include telling other people those instructions? Well, different uh, cultures, different places have different ways of doing things. I remember a friend telling me about a place they went where when you meet people, you tell them your name, the last six generations of your family, and what religion you are. I have another friend who visited another country. They said when you meet people there, you have to tell them your name, what church you go to, and what gun you own. We, we do it differently here. We say different things when we meet people. We live in a predominantly secular culture. What I mean by that is, most people assume that spiritual beliefs are private. You should generally keep them to yourselves. They're certainly not for sharing publicly at work or school, certainly not in politics. Uh, and mostly we think that because it just feels wrong because that's our culture. But if we think about it, we might think, well, those kind of ideas divide people or offend people or get in the way of good relationships or get in the way of good decisions. Right? The general assumption of our culture is that you can, you can have your own form of spirituality. You can believe whatever you want, but you keep that private and it doesn't come out in the rest of your life so that other people would notice. But Jesus says that following his way ourselves and sharing his way with other people is inseparable. If you're following Jesus yourself, as you grow in doing that, you will be sharing that with other people. That's just how it works. So this is so radically different to our culture that we're going to spend, uh, our church, Three Crosses, is going to spend the next three months looking at this issue in Matthew, chapter 10, uh, Matthew chapters 10 to 13 in the Bible. So my aim today is to convince you that you want to do that from Matthew 10 verses 1 to 23. And so thank you for just reading that to us. I'm going to answer two questions. First, why does sharing the way of Jesus require wisdom? I mean, why spend three months of Bible talks on this? If you want to tell people something, just tell people. Surely it can't be that complicated. Why does Jesus tell his disciples in this passage they need to be as wise as serpents? Why does sharing the way of Jesus require wisdom? And secondly, why do I need to share the way of Jesus with other people? Why do you need to share the way of Jesus with other people? Why can't we just learn the way of Jesus ourselves and practice following it with other Christians? Why do we need to go and other, tell other people about it? Okay, so here we go. Question one. Why does sharing the way of Jesus require wisdom? Firstly, sharing the way of Jesus respects diversity. Uh, this is assumed 
rather than stated in this Bible passage. But it's worth seeing that it's assumed here in the context of telling Jesus' disciples to tell other people. At this very moment, the framework is assumed to be we've got to respect diversity. Now, in the modern Western world, part of our culture is that we all believe diversity is a good thing. So I don't need to convince you diversity is a good thing. I just need to show you that just like you assume that, Jesus and his disciples assume that as well. Imagine you're working for a large organisation. After a few years, maybe several years, a couple of promotions, uh, your boss says to you, I think you've got a lot of potential in leadership in our organisation. I want you to go to this course on advanced decision-making. And so they send you off to the training centre for this week-long course on advanced decision-making. You sit down with everybody else who's there for the course. The trainer gets up and uh, starts giving an introduction to what you're going to be doing for a whole week on how to make decisions and goes through the kind of model of different types of principles and tools that are involved in excellent decision-making. And at the end, they say, so that's what we're doing this week. Are there any questions? And someone in the group puts up their hand and says... Look, I get that decisions are important. Why can't you just give us a list on a piece of paper of the decisions that we'll face and what the right answers are? And so, of course, the trainer says, the answer to that is, I think you might be in the wrong room. Right? There are, there are lots of really important jobs that are very repetitive. Right? But if you've been sent to this course, it's because we're training you to do jobs that are complicated. Doesn't make you any better than anyone else, but if you, if you can't see in your job that every day is a different day, that every set of circumstances are different, then you're not doing the kind of job where you need this kind of training. The fact that we're training you this way is because that's the kind of job we're training you for where no two decisions are the same. In this passage, what we get a glimpse of is the way Jesus trained his disciples and the way Matthew passes on that training to future disciples is not to just say, here are the kinds of situations you'll be in and here are the things to do. Stop. That's not the way Jesus' training works. Jesus' training is to explain the principles and the processes and give examples of what that could look like so that we can understand it. Why would you need to do that with telling people about Jesus? If it's just the same every time, why would you need all that background information? Because every person is different. Let me show you that very simply. Uh, our Bible reading, chapter 10, Jesus tells his disciples to go ahead of him to do the work he's been doing of spreading his message. And then in chapter 28, at the end of the story of Jesus, he tells his disciples to carry on with spreading his teaching now that he's leaving earth to go and be with God. So you'd think, well, are the instructions just the same? No, there's some key differences. Uh, in our chapter, ten, chapter 10, verses 5 to 7, if you've got a Bible, look at it there. Verses 5 to 7 say, These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Now compare chapter 28 verses 19 to 20. If you're a quick Bible flipper, you've only got a few pages to get there. If you want to just listen, that's fine. So when he's giving the instructions to go and share the message at the end, when he's gone, going to heaven, 
He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So in chapter 10, Jesus says to his 12 disciples, stay in our country. Only move around in Israel. Don't go to any other nations. Don't even go to our next door neighbors, the Samaritans, who are ethnically related to us. Just stay here. In chapter 28, uh, when he's died and been raised and going to heaven, he says, take this message now to all the nations of the world. Now, just very briefly, we want to think about why that changes. Though that's not the big issue here. I mean, why that changes is because uh, in chapter 10, he is showing himself to be the, the king of the Jews. Right? And so the Jews have these scriptures, these, uh, their Bible from God that they believe and that tells them God is going to sing an, send an ultimate king, a Messiah, a Christ. And Jesus is showing them, that's me. But at the end, he's been killed, stayed dead for 24 hours. He's thoroughly dead and come back to life again. He can't die anymore. He can't get sick anymore. He has beaten death. Well, who are the people who believe the Jewish scriptures? That's the Jews. So at that point, he just goes to them. Who are the people who die? Well, that's everybody. So now that he's beaten death, take that message to everyone. So, so that's kind of what's going on. But why does Matthew explain all of that? See, if the end of the message is, okay, pass on my teaching to other people so they can follow it as well, why does Matthew pass on the stuff that's obsolete now? Right? Why is chapter 10 in Matthew's book? Why does he say, back before Jesus rose from the dead, this is what he told us to do. This doesn't apply to any of you, but I'm going to tell you about it anyway. Why? Because he's not just training us, here are the set of circumstances, here's what to do in each of them, don't think about it any more than that. That's not how Jesus' training works. Here is the process Jesus followed so that you can see the principles and you can see all these examples so that as you follow Jesus and share his message with other people, you can accommodate the different people that you're trying to share the message of Jesus with. Why does sharing the way of Jesus require wisdom? Well, the first reason is because the way of Jesus respects diversity. Right? Everybody is equal, but everybody's different as well. Everybody's equal. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter what your gender is or gender identity. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is or sexual orientation identity. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you're healthy or have chronic illness. It doesn't matter uh, what culture you are from, how you were raised, what community you live in, whether you live in an urban environment or a rural environment. It doesn't matter what your criminal history is. It doesn't matter what your uh, personal habits are. It doesn't matter what your personality is everybody is facing death and so we all need Jesus's defeat of death and to trust in him but Jesus sends his disciples to bring that message to people at different stages as is appropriate for their different situations and Matthew doesn't just say oh that was important for me to know because I lived for, through it 
No, he thinks it's important to pass on even the bits that we don't need to do because we need to understand the process so that we can be wise about the appropriate circumstances, the appropriate ways to share the message of Jesus. So that's the first reason why sharing the way of Jesus requires wisdom, because sharing the way of Jesus respects diversity. The second reason is because sharing the way of Jesus respects rejection. This is much more obvious because this is kind of one of the main points of this passage. Let's just have a stroll through sort of the second half, starting at verse 17. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. When Jesus sent his 12 disciples as itinerant preachers around Israel, he expects that some people are not going to listen. So he says, when people listen, what do you do? Don't take no for an answer. Get in their face. Keep going till they give it. No, no, no. If people won't listen, leave. And shake the dust off your feet. Sometimes when a devout Jew was traveling through a non-Jewish area, they would know that these people don't believe in my God or follow his ways. So when they would get to leave that area and go back into Jewish territory, they would shake the dust off their feet as a way of saying, I don't want to be contaminated by that, that kind of religious attitude, those religious ways. I want to be faithful to my religious ways, to my God. And so to tell these Jews who are followers of Jesus to do that to other Jews... It's a really powerful way of saying, okay, I respect you don't want to know, I'm leaving, but let's just be clear, I, I still believe I'm right, I still am following Jesus, and I'm not going to let you persuade me otherwise, I'm going to stick with following Jesus. So it's uh, respecting rejection, but not letting that change believing Jesus. And so, uh, Jesus in encourages his disciples that God will vindicate him and vindicate his followers. So verse 15 says, Truly I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. That's a very... If the symbol of the shaking the dust off the feet wasn't clear, this is pretty clear. Sodom and Gomorrah are famous stories in the Jewish scriptures of people being so bad that God just wipes them off the face of the earth in an instant. Why do the disciples need such intense reassurance well because people rejecting of the message of Jesus can be quite intense so skip down to verse 17 be on your guard you will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues on my account you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles but when they arrest you do not worry about what to say or how to say it at that time you will be given what to say, for it will not be you speaking, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved." When the message of Jesus is rejected, it's unfair, it's dangerous, it's heartbreaking. But even then, Jesus tells his disciples to respect the responsibility of each person for how to live their life. That is between them and God. Even when it's your own family. 
But everyone needs the opportunity to decide for themselves how to respond to Jesus. So that means everyone needs to hear the message. That makes it really urgent to spread the message of Jesus. So you see that in verse 23. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Now, the details of this verse are hard to interpret for sure, and uh, scholars debate how exactly it works. But the basic idea is very clear. Jesus is saying to his disciples, you are going to run out of time for this. That's what he's saying. You are going to run out of time for this. So it's urgent. Some people won't listen. You can try and persuade them. But remember, it's urgent. You're running out of time. So whatever time you use for persuading someone who doesn't want to listen, maybe you could be telling someone else who does want to listen. Of course, there's no way of telling. You can't get your Bible and kind of go boop, 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 boop. I'll tell them, right? There's no easy way of telling when someone says, I'm not interested in Jesus, whether that's because they're not interested in Jesus or because that's just the way they've been brought up or that's just how they're feeling. So that, like, sometimes people say they're not interested in Jesus for years and then one day they suddenly become a Christian. And you ask them what happened and they say, well, someone finally told me this and you say, well, that's great. And inside you're thinking, I've been telling you that for 10 years. What changed? It's just really hard to predict. So that's why sharing the way of Jesus needs wisdom. It's terribly urgent. And you can't tell who is going to accept it and who's going to reject it. And so you, you want to persuade people, but you also want to tell other people who are listening. Uh, in verse 16, Jesus put it like this, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. So there's a tension there, right? Sharing the way of Jesus requires great wisdom, but it's terribly urgent. <laughs> right? Make sure you think carefully about this, but don't wait. Get on with it. Uh, Jesus uh, puts it like this, when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you'll be given what to say. For it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. He doesn't say, don't worry about being wise, just trust the Holy Spirit. He says, be as wise as you can and also trust the Holy Spirit. You've got to get on with it. Uh, God is perfectly capable of working through us even when we make fools of ourselves but given what's at stake everybody needs to know as much as possible and we can't tell who's going to accept that we just want to be as wise as we can about that so that's the first question for today why does sharing the way of Jesus require wisdom because sharing the way of Jesus respects both diversity and rejection it appears to me that every experienced salesperson know this. Now, sharing the message of Jesus is not sales, but a person who's been doing sales for a long time, it doesn't matter whether they're selling clothes or cars or contracts. In my experience, those people will tell you at some point they have been surprised by a sale. They know they cannot reliably predict who's going to buy and who's going to go elsewhere. And so 
an experienced salesperson, usually the ones I've spoken to, you know, say something like, you know, you don't want to nag people and put them off, but you want to help that person find what they're looking for and follow them up and help them to search and understand what they want, help them to find what they're looking for, because what they're looking for might be what you're offering. Well, that brings us to the second question. Why do I need to share the way of Jesus with other people? Well, it's not because Jesus was an itinerant preacher, and so to follow him, I need to be an itinerant preacher. Jesus was a Jew, I don't need to be a Jew. Jesus was a man, I don't need to be a man. Jesus, you know, lived in the Middle East, I don't need to live in the Middle East. And now that Jesus has been given all authority, his followers form communities around the world, churches, where different people can play different roles in sharing the way of Jesus. So we're not saying everybody needs to be an itinerant preacher, but everybody does need to play their part in sharing the way of Jesus. So why do I need to share the way of Jesus with other people? It's not because I need to earn Jesus' approval. Jesus gives his approval freely just because of his grace. Jesus makes us right with God just because of kindness. He died to take our shame on himself and rose to life to share his honour and self-confidence with us. So if we're doing our best to follow him, no matter how short we fall, we have his approval and inclusion. So why do I need to share the way of Jesus with other people? Because the way of Jesus is the way of sharing. Look at chapter 10, verses 7 to 8. Jesus said to his 12 disciples, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill, raise the dead, cleanse those with who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. So there is the slogan Jesus gives his disciples as he sends them off to share his way with other people. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus gave his first 12 disciples uh, not only authority to teach the Jews, but also freely gave them authority to heal sickness and to free people from uh, evil spirits oppressing them. And he says to them, freely you've received, freely give. I've freely shared my message with you, so freely share it with other people. I've freely shared the ability to heal people, so go and freely share, uh, heal people. I've freely shared this power of, over demonic oppression, so go and free people freely. Freely free people. That was poorly thought through. Freely set people free from demonic oppression. And he also tells them, as they're going to expect other people to share with them to meet their needs. So from verse 9, Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there for some worthy person and stay at their house until you leave. So the idea is, as they travel around, you know, be looking out for the people who are going to share with you. So that you can have a place to stay, have food to eat, have you know, a replacement uh, garments. If, you're, if your clothes are wearing out, look around for someone who's going to say, hey, I noticed your clothes are wearing you know, Can I give you a new one or whatever? And verse 12, sorry, verse 13, 
verse 12 and 13 really is a bit culturally foreign. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to you. Uh, we probably don't talk that way about greetings. Uh, we might say something today, the equivalent would be something like, don't hold back from wishing people well. Don't hold back from praying for people. Uh, because you don't lose anything if they don't appreciate it. Just share that you know, encouragement, positivity, whatever it is, freely. That's, that's sort of the vibe of the way of Jesus. Freely you have received, freely give. Jesus shares these things with his disciples. He says, so you go share them with others. As you go, expect people to share with you. Just share freely. And we see that throughout Jesus' teaching. For example, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, which is a few chapters earlier in this book, uh, which Jesus tells his disciples to be perfect as God is perfect. That's a big call. What does he mean? Well, he just finished saying, uh, God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. God shares his world with people so they can make a living and have food. God just does that to everybody. He doesn't say, good people, you get good weather, bad people, you get bad weather. He just shares. So he says, be like that. Don't just share with the people who are good to you. Just share. Or uh, later in the Sermon on the Mount, he says, uh, don't worry about what you eat or what you drink or what you wear because your heavenly Father knows you need these things. So seek first his kingdom. Right? Trusting Jesus means knowing that God is your heavenly Father and he will look after you. So seek first his kingdom. That is, help other people to recognize that Jesus is the king so that they can have God as their heavenly Father and know that he's looking after them. Freely you have received, freely give. That's the slogan. Imagine after lots of uh, reflection, maybe some research, reading books, you become convinced that ultimately life is a competition. The aim of life is to do better than other people. If that was what you believed, would you tell other people? Because if you tell other people that that's the secret, that's going to make them better and it's going to make it harder for you to beat them. So presumably, if you really believe that life is about beating other people, doing better than other people, you won't tell anyone because that'll just help them compete better and make it harder for you. But what about if you believe in Jesus? Because of Jesus, life is ultimately about sharing. Jesus sharing his life with us, to share God's family with us, brought back into knowing that he's our heavenly father who shares his world with us so that we can share with each other. If because of Jesus you believe life is ultimately about sharing, how could you not share that with other people? If life's about sharing, then sharing the fact that it's about sharing is part of what you've got to share. 
that makes the sharing work. You want other people to be able to join in with the sharing and for you to share with them and for them to share with you, for God to share with them, for them to share with God's people. So sharing the way of Jesus requires wisdom to respect diversity and rejection and we also need to share the way of Jesus with other people because Jesus makes life about sharing. Freely you have received, freely give. Sometimes uh, a Christian will say, in my community, it's not really appropriate to share the message of Jesus. That might be wise. But in that case, you will want to share the message of Jesus with other communities. Right? Jesus doesn't say to his disciples, when a town doesn't listen, stay there and make them listen. He says, if they're not going to listen, recognize that and go somewhere else. Sometimes you'll hear a Christian say, in my workplace, it's not really appropriate to share the message of Jesus. Well, that might be the case. But then you'll probably want to get another job. If it's not desperate enough to make you look for another job, maybe it's not that inappropriate after all. And you just need to grow in wisdom of how to do it. Sometimes a Christian will say, in Australia today, it's not really appropriate to share the message of Jesus. Well, that's possible. But in that case, you'll want to move to another country if you have the opportunity. Right? Once we know that sharing the way of Jesus is that important, we will want all the wisdom we can get. That's the plan for this series, following and sharing the way of Jesus. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you share your world with us freely, that uh, you expect us to share, to enjoy you sharing with us, to share with each other. But we don't really do that as we should. Thank you that you sent Jesus to bring us back to not just share with us the things that we would have needed if we loved you back, but even when we've rebelled against you and tried to be independent from you and thought that things are, you know, life is just about us as individuals, all the ways we get this wrong. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die, to bring us back into your family, that he was willing to share his life with us, even to the point of death, so that we can come back to sharing life with you and with each other. Father, please forgive us when we don't want to share that with other people. Please help us uh, not to wait till we have all the answers, but just to trust you, to do our best, and to keep learning how we can be more wise in sharing the way of Jesus. We pray these things in his name. Amen. We've got morning tea waiting for us and also everybody needs to sign Josie's baptism book. But before you do that, we've got a couple of questions that you might like to discuss with the person next to you. Is there a situation where you feel it would be inappropriate to share the way of Jesus? So Jesus certainly thought there was situations his disciples would face like that. Is there a situation where you feel wisdom is unnecessary to share the way of Jesus? So just spend a couple of minutes with that, with the person next to you.
and then come and sign Josie's baptism book and have morning tea. Thanks, everybody.